this morning, we have a very special presentation from our Next Gen Youth Group. Our video coordinator is going to step away from the slides for a few moments, and I forgot to tell her that I will take over on the iPad <laughs> while you come forward. So let's have our Advent reading for the Candle of Peace today, please. Let's all join together in our hymnals and our own screens as we move into our time of music for today. Please stand as you are here. Oh, 
Just before Crystal comes forward to lead us in our morning prayer, I would like to add a section to our, our prayer today for us to hold on to. Today, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, we celebrate the birth of the Savior. When we celebrate the birth of the Savior, even within world conflicts and world concerns. I was reading the news this week and the, the Church of, of Bethlehem, the, the, the cathedral of the birth, will not be celebrating the birth this week because of fears of worry and conflict and safety. We celebrate a Christ. And today we light a Christ candle that exists as an image of peace, especially in the times of world conflict and world concerns. So today, as Crystal leads our prayer, please hold a prayer for those who are sleeping at the board. Please hold prayers for those who are in places of unrest and they are not physically safe. Hold prayers for our dear friends who hold secrets that they don't share at their dinner table. Hold prayers for our dear friends who are hurting on the inside but they smile on the outside. Hold prayers for the places of unrest as we light the candle of peace. Please be in the spirit of prayer. Ever present, God. Send your spirit to live within us, that we may birth Christ's child anew, as Christmas dwells in us. Bless us and move in our lives, that we may be a people of justice and love. Work within us in the year ahead, that the world may know your presence and experience your saving grace. With joy and hope we pray. Amen. Please now join together in the prayers taught us by our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now please hear these words of assurance. God has looked with favor on our lowest state and granted us favor. Receive the gift of Christmas, all our love, and all will be saved through the love of our Lord and Savior. Amen. This morning's scripture is from the book of Luke, the first chapter, starting at the 26th verse. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings. You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will
will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left. The word of God well, first, I so think that they went by quick. Wait till you see what I have for Andy tomorrow. <laughs> it's a blessing to have you all with us today, especially as we deal with this very unique scripture. And we deal with the reality that peace exists in all places. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your love, your spirit, your presence in all things. Be with us today. Comfort us today, dear God. In the places that we ask the question, are you serious? Show us your Precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. If you are a liturgically minded friend, I'm sorry. You will experience a lot of liturgical conundrums today, and it's because of how that I celebrate the Advent journey. If you know the proper, proper liturgical path of the candles, Peace candle is normally the second candle that's lit. I, in my personal practice, has always made the peace candle the last candle that I light in my prayer journey during Advent. The reason I do it is because Advent is a journey. It's a starting point that has no ending. We are in a constant journey. If you look at the words that were foretold before Christ was born, and as we look at the journey that happened on the way to Bethlehem, I hear in my soul's heart and praise the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And that great light for me has always been the light of a peace that we are longing for. If you're looking at me today and you notice another liturgical conundrum that I'm displaying, I'm wearing a red stole today. Normally, the red stole is worn on days that we celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit, either Pentecost or Easter, one of the days that we proclaim that the Holy Spirit is arisen and is traveling with us day after day after day. If you hear the way I shared that, that's what we celebrate during Advent. 
celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit in the places that we have not seen it in the past. The moment that we were the people who walked in darkness. We begin to understand the presence of the Holy Spirit as Mary wrestles with in this scripture today. Understanding the presence of something that makes no sense. But realizing that it will create great joy and peace at the end of the journey. And tonight as we celebrate, as we light the Christ candle this in the evening, the combining of the candles of hope, love, joy, and peace. We celebrate the wholeness of reality that has come to join us. No matter how hard the struggle is. My liturgical journey in many ways has been shaped by the words of Mr. Rogers, as I celebrate quite frequently that love, that peace, is not a presence of perfectness, but it is an action. It is a verb. It is a struggle that we go through daily as we move through the realities of being, as we'll look at Mary in this scripture today. Realities of being. And we struggle with that being. But we are held daily in the comfort of a spirit that journeys with us and holds us in ways that we could not comprehend. I very intentionally <coughs> held that focus during our YouTube worship services this year. I still make a very special YouTube service that are just for our friends who may live in a different state who may not feel comfortable yet walking through the doors of the sanctuary, but a very special service for an individual that needs to find something in that day as a word of comfort to hold their hands. This year, in the services that I have put online, I have used the songs of Alanis Morissette in those services. If you listen to Alanis' songs, Alanis Morissette shares through her poetry and through her lyrics what I have tried to share with you through this time of Advent. We are individuals who are constantly intertwined in places of worry, concern. We are the people who walk in darkness daily. But there is also an acknowledgement but there is a hope that exists outside of those concerns that we can focus on and follow. And much like that we will celebrate at the time of Epiphany, we have this bright and glowing star that shines in the darkness. There is a light. There is a light that shines in the darkness of everyone's life. Today, we are going to look for that light and the light of peace. We're going to celebrate in the ways that the founder of the United Methodist Church, John Wesley, shared that we can interact with that grace even in the times that the darkness becomes so thick that we cannot even see the ember of a spark that is blowing in the distance that proclaims peace. When that we look at John Wesley's definition of what justifying grace is, 
when I intertwine that with the words of Mr. Rogers that shares that peace and love is not, it is not a place of perfect it is a daily struggle and a daily interaction to interact with peace and love. The words that John Wesley used to describe justifying grace, it is the place that we intentionally respond to what Jesus Christ has already given. It is a place that we intentionally respond to the things that make no sense in our lives. It is the place that we intentionally respond to news that makes no sense, and there is no possible way that anyone is ever going to believe what we are sharing without also seeing the ember of the spark. I want you to think of a life of a 15, 16-year-old girl was just been told by an angel in a dream that she is carrying a child. Now, I'm going to try to say this in the most southern tongue that I can. I was born in Martin, Virginia, in the southeast. I sit on top of North Carolina and share with you my southern dialect as I share this next phrase because it's the only way I ever hear it when I hear Mary's response to My grandma used to say that to me all the time. Crazy. Did you have the fun to get here? Are you crazy? Then Mary has this message that she then has to go out and share with Joseph. Let's deal with this for a second. Are you crazy? This message of Joseph, but thankfully the angel talked to him too and paved the road. <laughs> because how do you receive this news? Because the only response that we would have for her in this modern time is crazy. It's a fantastic story. You should go share that. story that you have just shared with me. Are you crazy? The reality that she existed. You know, we go on this journey every day. And we have moments that we are on this daily journey in the daily struggle of interacting with love. In the daily struggle of interacting with an ember of a spark that is waiting to grow within the darkened journeys that we fight daily. I wrote something on Facebook this morning I want to show you. It is an image of that what we live with now. I want you to intertwine it with the journey that Mary is struggling with in the scripture. These many, many, many verses that I threw at Crystal to read today. 
And we need to interact with this because we deal with this reality that we walk through the darkness and either people respond back to us or begin to feel that way. Here's the story of Mary as it plays out in that. An individual that deals with information that they have received and they do not help know how to contend with it in the moment. To the kid, for safety reasons, who can't go outside the play. To the young man who is commanded the young lady crying in the mirror. To the young man that had his dolls taken away. To the mother protecting her children. To the man that did not take the vaccine. To the wife. Sick, celebrating for the last time. To the depressed, faking this moment. To those distanced by choice and those not. To those holding a secret and can't speak the words. To those told they are not. To those whose lives are political decisions. To those politics who are trying to. To those who feel old and forgotten, to those who feel young and unimportant, Merry Christmas. Hey, love you. Those feelings supported Mary's soul that day. As she was given a message, there was no possible way that she could explain it. Those feelings flooded. Soul that when she had to go out to say something to the world around her, the only logical response back to her was crazy. <laughs> she lived that journey. She carried this story on a long journey with her husband, who thankfully the angel paved the road for her, but loved her in the reality, protected her. On that night, the light got There is a light. There is a light. There is a light in the darkness of everyone's lives. And that light has come in the sign of healing. I want to share with you a poem that's very special to me. We'll move straight from this poem into our time of community. This is called Christmas is for Healing. As we celebrate the light of peace today, please celebrate these words. Loving you, of course. I'm not at all interested in how much money you are spending on Christmas gifts this year, but 
way to erase the fact that he came. To touch lives, to break bread, to heal earth, to forgive sins, to wash feet, to calm the seas, to walk on water, to give us the spirit, to care immensely. Yes, to care enough to be born in our to live in our land, to weep over our cities, and to die and raise again. So now it's Christmas, and I'm not sure what part of you is crippled or where you need to feel God saving out. But with everything I believe that Christmas is for healing, and he came to heal. So, if you can trust Jesus enough to walk out on the waters of getting involved, of washing the feet and anointing people, of breaking bread and working miracles, I am almost sure his safety presence will touch those blind and crippled parts of your world, and Christmas will come to you. There is a beauty about being involved. There is a beauty about being willing to hear the words, Are you crazy? With a heart full of feet saying, yes I am. I'm going to let John Lennon speak to you for a moment as I prepare myself emotionally to share in communion. In the United Methodist Church, we serve an open table. So even if you feel crazy, you're welcome at our table. Happy Christmas, Kelko. Happy Christmas, Julian. So this is Christmas. Oh, <laughs> 
and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And so in the remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, which strengthens us for the journey ahead. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and peace at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Again, in the United Methodist Church, we serve an open table. All are welcome to come forward. Please join us as you go away.
Peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And also with you. God is love.